Top 20, we coming as a collective Hitting lots of angles with many different perspectives Christ in the center, I bring it transparent convos Dropping lots of nuggets and gems, being one high Beyond the DM You say what you think and bring out what you Beyond want Beyond the DM Behind the scene combos, brought up to the Beyond front Beyond the DM Having heart to heart since we were getting Beyond in Beyond the DM We pray your benefits, whoever's listening Beyond the DMs What's good, guys? Welcome to Beyond the DMs here on 520 Collective. Uh, this episode is being sponsored by Nectar Distro. Make sure you go 520collective.com slash Nectar now. You need distribution for your music. The team at Trackstars have it, and they're looking to help you out at Nectar. So again, guys, that's 520collective.com slash Nectar now to get signed up. And on this episode of the podcast... Ah, uh, man, we got a dude who's worked with really some of the legends in this space, in this in this Christian rap, this Christian hip-hop world. Not only does he have some stories to tell from that aspect, but he's got a very personal story to share with us today. I am joined by Hurt. What's good, sir? Uh, what's up, good, man? Ah, uh, man, you know, we're here, man. We're here. I know, um, man, dude, I, I, I'm excited well, okay, maybe excited isn't the best choice of words on this, but I'm excited that you're on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the what, what, what we need to talk about is not the most exciting thing that, you know, to, to be sharing, but it's definitely a story that I think people need to be made aware of, so I'm excited that you chose to come on with us and, and talk about it. But before we dive into the, the details and what's going on with you uh, and, and how people can get behind what's happening in your world right now, let, let's talk about the music for a minute, man. I know you got some new music that just came out, and, and I want to talk about that. Um, but first, just give the people a rundown of of Hurt the Artist. Oh, man. Again, my name is Hurt. It's an acronym for Humble You Biggest Righteous Teacher. Uh, I'm from Southern California, Riverside to be exact. Uh, I'm a pastor. I have the typical street Southern California story, raised in church. Uh, when I got old enough to not go, I chose not to go. Fell in love with, with, with rap music at a very, very young age, man. I was inspired by um, people from all over the map. So my, my, my style is very West Coast, but it's lyrical, it's melodic, and a couple other different things from that golden era of hip-hop that I grew up in. Um, man, I got saved, gave my life to God at the age of 30, uh, telling on my age right now. And uh, I quit music when I got saved. I was like, you know, I did this thing for the, for the world, did it for the streets. I'm over it. Now, Lord, I just want to you know, serve you and be happy. And he basically told me that I, I couldn't do music for the enemy with the gift or the talent that he gave me and then come to him and sit down. So he called me back to doing music. Uh, I did some songs, was doing it kind of mad. I didn't want to do it even though God told me to do it. Uh, Prophet told me that God said, you're hiding a gift from the world. I did a song called God's Love, um, sent it to Bizzle. I knew him from, uh, we had a lot of mutual friends from before we got saved. Uh, and like two, three months later, I was on the God Over Money tour and we hear that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned Bizzle, uh, you've, you've worked with, uh, some of those West Coast, just like legends, right? I mean, whenever people think of Christian hip hop, 
I don't I think you tend to think about, you know, more like that East Coast, and especially, you know, for the last like ten years or so, you know, Atlanta is like kind of the, the hotbed for Christian hip hop. But man, there is you know that West Coast has a deep history in this space. Um who who are some of the guys, you know, outside of like Bizzle that you've been able to work with uh since you got back into doing music? Um strictly West Coast. I mean, you know, whoever you want to throw out there, but I know you've you've uh, definitely rocked with some of those West Coast like legends in the game. Yeah, I've worked with everybody from Seven, Dayton, Dante the Artist, Ivy Connerly, Bazooka, The Disciple, Young C, Just the Messenger, GS, uh, Palace, uh, Reconcile, uh, Jared Sanders. There's more for sure. There's more for sure. Forgive me if I forgot anybody told you to my head and my heart. But uh, I've worked with a lot of people. I've done a lot of features uh, for, for other people. So the list kind of goes on. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to really, um, to have people value what you do enough to want them to be, to want you connected to what they're doing. So it's most definitely been a blessing. Right, right, right. And then, um, Man, t- tell us about Royal Priesthood, man. Like, like, what's up with uh, that? So, Royal Priesthood is a ministry. Um, it's founded on First Peter two nine. You're a chosen generation, Royal Priesthood, uh, holy nation, peculiar people, called forth to serve the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. And the whole thing about Royal Priesthood is we want to align the different sectors of the world. God gave me the understanding that there are three different. Uh, sectors of life, right? You have the, the personal sector, you have the, the church sector, and then you have the business sector. So the kingship, you know, God called us the royal priesthood. The kingship is the royal part. So that's the business, that's the government. The priesthood, the priest is the church sector, the spiritual realm, and the hood aspect is your private life. And so our goal at royal priesthood is to basically infiltrate these three systems to change the lives of people. Infiltrate church and state and business and infiltrate people's natural uh, private lives with the, the, the spirit, the word, and the doctrine and the power of God so that we can affect the community. Yeah, that's what's up. And so you guys are making you know, some really good music. Uh, I know you got a couple of dudes that you rock with there. Um, and, and you recently put out a new album called The Map. Uh, talk talk yes, to sir. us about about the map, man. Like, what's what's the story behind that project? Oh man, so God gave me the vision about a year and a half ago, man. And, uh, you know, coming from the secular rap world, I can only compare it to what I grew up on. So, I wanted it to be a mixture of Good Kid, Mad City, and the Carter. If you and so he, God wanted me to. The Bible says you are the temple, right? And so if we're the temple, this temple has a process. It has a, a gate, a door that you come through, and you're in the outer court. You have the brazen altar and the brazen ladder. You go through into the holy place. You have the menorah, the altar, the incense, table of show bread. You go through the veil. Then you have the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat, the cherubim on top, the throne of God, and everything. And so all these are literally stages in our salvation and things that we have to do that represent something spiritually. And so God told me to make a map, a lyrical map of of a person coming from the world 
going through this temple process and becoming an apostolic priest in glory. And so, you know, I prayed for like a year before I even really got to the writing process or picking beats. And uh, I just wanted to, one, release the revelation of what God has showed me. Two, um, just attempt to open up some eyes about, you know, the fivefold ministry, the apostles and the prophets still being here. And let people know where we are in, in God and challenge myself musically, man. I, I, I pick beats that I normally wouldn't have picked, did some things outside of my normal comfort zone. And I believe that it's my best work today, man. Yeah, man. And so you're, I mean, you know, you mentioned kind of that inspiration as far as like sonically, you know, blending, you know, two kind of classic albums in the hip-hop world right uh to kind of as as that inspiration piece for this um but whenever someone sits down with this project and listens to it man like what is your hope that they walk away from from it with i hope that god will speak to them on another level and it will be something about the lord about the word and about who he's calling them to be that they didn't know that they would receive from it. Um, the music part, you know, I believe that you you might not like the whole album, but you're gonna like three to four songs off of it. Um, I tried to make it for that, but the most important thing was to open the eyes and ears. You know, the Bible talks about having eyes they don't see and having ears they don't hear. And you know, revelation is a perpetual thing. It never ends. You can never know everything about God. So my whole thing was just trying to get people closer to God. And the closer we get to God is getting more understanding of his word. The Bible says, when all you're getting, get understanding. If Yeshua is the word, then we get closer to God by the more we understand his will in depth in the secrets and the mysteries and we live it out. So I, I would want somebody to get that. All right, all right. And so, where do people uh, go to support this album, man? Man, it is available on all streaming platforms. Uh, you can type in h dot u dot r dot t dot the map, and it will pop up. Um, I recently dropped two other projects before then, which you can check out also on there. But uh, check this one out, man. I believe, like I said, this is my my best work to date and it is t-h-e-m-a-p the map normal spelling perfect 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 and man you know i want to jump into like you know we were talking about you've got a story you got something that you're dealing with that i think um not only the community you know as far as christian hip-hop but really just the body in general needs to you know hear about and get behind and show you support um whether it's through your prayer, or I know we've got like a GoFundMe going to help this situation, uh, but we, we we need to talk about it, man, because you know you got here you got this this album that you've dropped, and it's exciting. You know that should be you know a time of celebration, but yet there's something else going on, you know, not music related, it's almost like the polar opposite. So uh, I'm gonna let you tell us where we start whenever it comes to this story, and just like set the Set the stage for, for our listeners, man, on what's going on, um, like I said, behind the scenes, man, for, for you. Uh, so, I was wrongfully accused of a crime I didn't commit, and 
it's basically mistaken identity. Uh, to sum it up, I fit the profile. Um, I went to get something to eat, was in the drive-through, a guy that got robbed apparently the day before. He saw me and thought that I was the guy who robbed him. Um, police come to arrest me and a few things happened that were, um, let's just say not above board, uh, in the handling of, of the investigation and things that they did. Um, it, it, it seems like they more wanted a body for the crime than the person who really did it. And so now I'm in the process of, of fighting this thing, man. Uh, the most I can get for this is 15 years. Uh, apparently, from the paperwork, I, I understand that the guy who robbed the, the victim, because even though I didn't do it, he's still a victim. He apparently got robbed. Um, did it with a gun. Because I'm a felon and I have a past, like I said, I'm a gang member, been in jail a few times. Um, I cannot own a weapon legally. And so they were, they're trying to give me a gun enhancement, which comes with an extra 10 years, which is kind of, kind of crazy because I didn't do it for one. But even if I did do it, how can you charge me with a gun enhancement for a gun you never found? So I didn't do it and you're trying to charge me for a crime I didn't do. Then you did some things that were just kind of unsavory and unjust. Then you want to charge me with a gun that I never had, never used, and you never found. Which is, it's just, it's crazy, you know what I mean? But it's the legal system. Um, and, and so, you know, now we are in the midst of fighting it. I believe that God allowed this to happen right now uh, for a reason, man. God, God is very intentional. There's nothing happenstance or circumstance that happens with the Lord. So, you know, there are a lot of people that this happens to that don't have the opportunity that I have. They, they, they don't have the ability to articulate themselves, to fight. They don't have a platform. Um, they don't have the help that I have. They don't have the standing in the community that I have. And I believe that God has allowed me to speak for people who are in this situation who get railroaded and don't have the means to fight back. Yeah. And man, there, there there's a lot of questions that I have here. And I want to try to put a, put some sort of timeline into this. So you dropped your album on February 20th. Um, like when around when were these events with, with all this taking place? I got arrested at the end of January. Okay, so about a month uh, before your album release. Yeah, yeah. That the that based on what my lawyer told me, I have to be vague. Yeah. So yeah. The, the most the most I can say is I was arrested and bailed out at the end of January. Okay, so I guess my first question would be. With that happening so close to the to the time of you know th- this album coming out, and you know obviously you know with with, with the album rollout, it's something that you've been working on for a while and you're anticipating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what does that do? Like, what does that situation do to you, just like emotionally and how you thought about? Like, I mean, at that point, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, I think I would start to feel like. Man, I don't even care about a, uh, an album release right now. You know, th- this this is too real here. Uh, what what was that like oh, for you? No, I actually didn't think that because, like I said, I'm a pastor, and you know, life happens. 
And you don't have the right to stop doing and living your calling because the devil comes with a storm. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I've I've had family members die. I've had I was preaching one Sunday on the pulpit and my stepfather had a stroke. You know, we stop, we pray for him, we uh hospital come, the ambulance come pick him up. Um, during COVID, so even though we can't go to the hospital, okay, pick back up on service. You know, you, you don't get to stop. You sure, you know, when his friend Lazarus died, he kept going in the direction that he was going in and doing what he was doing. Once he finished his mission, he got to come back and do what he needed to do. When the man said, let me bury my father, he said, no, let the dead bury the dead. So because life happens, you truly understand what God wants you to do. You don't get to stop doing what you're doing because of catastrophe. So for me, it was more of a, it was more of a reason to continue to fight. To me, it was like, okay, God, you did this at this time for a reason. You know, when you start talking about the climate that we're in with the police brutality, all the things that are going on. And then this this happens to me at this time, right before this album dropped, like, okay, God, you know, and I, I didn't, for those reasons, I didn't want to come forward and even ask the public for help because I didn't want it to seem like a marketing tool. Even though it's true, I didn't want it to seem like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it, for me, it just fueled me. It hurt in a, in a sense of, any money that I was putting towards marketing and promotion had to go towards fighting for my freedom. But it just fueled me to go harder. You know, the Bible says that trials and tribulations come for the word sake. And so, you know, God uses the devil to fulfill his will. And this happened so that God can prove his glory, strengthen my faith, um, and prove the word that he's placed inside of me. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, let's go. Let's go to war. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, let me follow up with something that's similar, but I think it's just a little bit different. And that would be, you know, you talked about your past and how you came from this life where, where you know, this type of situation maybe was something you've experienced before, but, you know, you had, you know, had this encounter with Jesus. You changed your, your, your life had changed because of him and you know a lot of people would think okay you know at that point something like this isn't supposed to happen right you, you've done the right things um was there any any feelings along those lines for you i, I i'm guessing we're gonna get a similar answer here but i, I, I feel like there's, <laughs> I, I feel like there's you know a little bit of difference in there uh as far as just thinking like i guess god gives us these opportunities to really lean into that faith piece, right? And and put our trust, you know, in him like he's asked us to do. And and this seems like an ultimate example of when that takes place, man. Like I don't know, was there any anything like that for you like, man, you know, I God, I did all the I I've done the right things here. How am I in this situation right now? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, you measure you measure your 
You measure a man by his actions when pressure comes. You measure your relationship in hard times, not when things are good, you know? And so, faith has to be tried and tested. The Bible says it has to be tried by the fire that come out as pure as gold. When I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when I look at the fact that the disciples all were martyred, pretty much. When I look at the fact Paul did 12 years for preaching the gospel, uh, our Savior himself died for for good. You know, like, if if our forefathers, all these different people, if, if Ezekiel went through and through, Elijah was hiding in the cave, like, if this happened to everybody else he represented, and then he promised persecution and suffering, like, who am I? You know, and I know it's like the cliche Bible answers, but like they're cliche because they're said a lot and they're they're they're, they're repeated a lot, but they're really the truth. Now they they they're really not always lived out. They're always repeated, but they're not always lived out. But like I really believe these things. Like you know, I got the saying, uh, "Cookies is cookies," and it just means that it's always good. Like cookies, everybody likes cookies. I know I've never met somebody who don't like one brand or flavor of cookies, right? And so I'm good. I'm always good because I believe what the word said. He said, "Count on trials and joy. All things work together for the good." But it was a love him uh, and, and I call according to his purpose that he strengthened in me. And patience is, is perfected in me. So like I really believe these things. So I'm not. I'm not angry or sad or anything. You know, it's, it's, we're here. And it's, it's, I, it sucks to be the main actor in the hard drama part of a movie, but I get to, I get to show the world God's glory. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, I think we've heard this said, you know, uh, just a ton of times about, you know, being in the, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do you feel like, that is the situation that you found yourself in or do you look at it in a different way? Um, when I look at it in the natural, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But if nothing happens without God's approval, that was part of his will for my life. You know, I know that you said there's, you know, certain things we can't say. So obviously be as vague as we need to be here. But, um, I want to dive into, I guess, just kind of that moment when all this is going down for you and not necessarily the details. I know you had mentioned where, uh, you know, maybe just the process wasn't handled in a way that you felt was correct, um, you know, by others involved in the situation. But I, I'm really interested in, in what you're thinking and like what the spirits like kind of telling you as this is all unfolding for you so like when you go you know you're just trying to go out and get some food right um, you know something that you think you should be a pretty easy uh, uh, thing to accomplish you know people do it every day obviously you know stuff turned and that that wasn't what was happening like as this is playing out like what what are, what's kind of just going through your head and what do you feel like uh, that the spirit was telling you during this time. Cause I mean, you know, the, he, he sent the spirit as a comforter for us, especially for these difficult situations. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, and like uh, I said earlier, I had to be vague about specifics, how the timeline happened and everything. But 
I can say this. The answers that I'm giving you right now are post the initial situation. So this is this is the, the benefit of hindsight, right? <laughs> um, in the moment, it was like, okay, first off, why are you guys pulling up with all these cars and pointing these guns? First off, what's going on? Then second, it's like, okay, you pulling me out the car. Oh, okay. You know, and it's like, okay, well, I didn't do nothing. I know I didn't do nothing, so I'm going to be okay. You know, and then they, they, uh, trying to have the guy DV me some weird stuff happened with that, that they mishandled. Um, then they're taking me to the station, asking me my, my, my alibi. They mishandled and misappropriated that. But the whole time, in my head, I'm just like, I didn't do nothing. This is crazy, but I didn't do nothing. You know what I mean? Now, we fast, yeah, we fast forward to actually being in jail from the day that I was in jail before I bailed out. Uh, January 28th, like, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be ministry now. So then I'm in jail speaking to people and trying to encourage people, you know, um, Still in this mind that this is crazy, I can't believe I'm in jail. I ain't been in jail in a very long time. But now my mind is transitioned to like, okay, I'm here. There's a reason I'm here. Uh, let me do what I'm supposed to do while I'm here. And then when I leave, you know, we'll take care of everything else. And so, you know, you, you, you have this wave of emotions. You go through these different uh, steps in the process and you arrive at a place of like, okay, you go from unbelief or from shock to unbelief to almost like indignation to settling in on, okay, this is my reality. Because, you know, if you don't settle in on your reality that these are the cards that I was dealt with, this is, this is, this is my hand. You'll end up in a place of depression, you lose faith, and it, it, it gets real ugly after that. And, you know, I think the thing that is super inspiring just listening to you talk about this situation, man, is the confidence that comes across when I hear you talk, right? Because, I mean, the, the crazy thing about this is you're in a situation where, as of right now, you still don't know what ultimately this outcome is going to be. But yet, <laughs> no. you're, 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 but yet you're talking with just this authority that you can't attribute to anything other than, you know, those, the, you, it seems like you holding on to the promises that God has made over you in your life. Right. Um, and that you, you, it comes across like you are certain of no matter how this plays out, what it ultimately leads to. Uh, am I, am I off base with that at all? No, no. That's exactly what it is. Like at this point, like you said, I'm, I am confident that God has me where he wants me. So as you're looking out and, and, you know, even if you try not to, I know that, that human side, you know, kind of, you know, comes across for, at least I know for, for me at times where like you start trying to predict that future a little bit and look at, as you're doing that, I, I'm a, I, I just, I get this feeling from you, man, that you're looking and saying, I, this is going to point people back to God one way or Most another, definitely. 
one way or another. So, like, what do you feel like he's been showing you through this process and preparing you for in order to use this situation for his glory? Like, what what do you see there, man, just for the people that are going to be that are going to be touched by this experience? For me personally, as an individual, he showed me how he's protected, provided for, and even had mercy when I didn't love him and was serving the devil, and grace when I began to serve him the whole time. And he's been showing me that even in the midst of me having free will and making my own decisions, He's in control. In spite of all the horrible things that I've done in my life, man, he has me here for a reason. And not necessarily here fighting this case, but being a man of God, being sober, being faithful, being a father, doing all the, the, the morally good and the holy and righteous things that I do, and it being a lifestyle without effort and not something that I'm trying to put on. And only because of him directing my path. And so it's like, okay, God, if you, you're showing me this and you're having me see all these different things, I would be wrong to even, because it's not like the moments don't come in my head. We're like, man, what if I do end up going to jail and that's his will? Like, man, that would suck. What about my wife and kids? It's not like that. those thoughts don't come in my head. But not to dwell on those. But not my will, your will be done. Uh, my God is able to get me out of the furnace. And if he's, if he don't get me out of the furnace, I'm okay with the fact that he's able and staying in that moment. And for other people, I would say, you know, God is allowing me to show you that tough times should only boost and increase your faith. And, you know, storms, the, the word of God, it's always built around the rain seasons and the storm seasons. You know, all his feasts, the latter and the former rains. So, like, you can't have a harvest without storm, without rain. The rain has to come. The storm, the trials and tribulations have to come in your life in order for you to get the harvest that God has promised you. And so, I would just encourage everybody because this is just my particular storm or one of my storms. Right? Everybody has storms. Everybody is going through some things. And I would just say, man, be encouraged to know that God is in control. And if you truly are who you proclaim to be based on your, your you saying that you are a child of God and you have been called according to his purpose, then he's doing this to perfect you and work this out in your good and trust him and trust his word more than the way that the situation is making you feel. Yeah, man. And, you know, at the same time, the point of us being, you know, the body, right, is so that we have a support in times like these, right? Um, what, what has just the reaction been for you up to this point in the process as far as, like, um, people outside of the situation hearing the story, because uh, I know you've shared it in different places. Like, like, what kind of a response have you been getting so far? 
Oh, it's been good and bad. I've had people say, you know, if you did something, just confess. Or how do we know he's not guilty? Like, okay, I, I respect it because there are people who fake. So, you know, people who might not know me personally, and people fall. Um, so people who might not know me personally might be able to, to wonder that. So I've had that. But I've also had just an enormous amount of support uh, of people even just letting me know how much what God has done in my life has touched them prior to this. Um, I've had people just send me money. I had one man send me a thousand dollars out the blue. He said, man, I was praying and God said that there, were, there was favor in righteousness. And he said that, you know, your righteousness has earned you favor. He told me to give you this thousand dollars and send it to me while we were on the phone. Um, I've had people just in my inbox praying and people just offering support offering resources and phone numbers and different things and the, the the love and the support from the body has been amazing people say look man where do i write a letter for a character witness to so that we can show these people who you actually are as opposed to you know what you're being accused of it, it's, it's been a blessing man it's been a blessing amen amen and guys again joining me on the 520 collective phone line it is hurt he has a new album the map that just came out and he is also currently facing um currently facing potentially up to 15 years in prison for a crime he did not commit and as the body man we need to come together and and support him and you know I, i obviously can't speak for the entire body, but I'm definitely speaking to our, our body here within Christian hip hop and, and this space that 520 is a part of. Um, and I want to ask you about that a little bit as well, because I think that this is a unique situation for where Christian hip hop currently is at, at this point in time. Cause I think back to, you know, 20, even 30 years ago, right with, with with christian hip-hop and there was you know there was a lot of artists where they came from you know the these these difficult background you know they were a part of the streets right like like a similar background that you have right you think about um you know like gospel gangsters you think about someone like a seven right that and they were open and honest about it and they still exist but they're not necessarily at the forefront of christian hip-hop at this point you know it's definitely shifted in the culture and it's changed and and what we hear on a regular basis um it's just different right now have you thought any about what this situation that you're currently going through could mean for the christian hip-hop space and what it could do with maybe some of the I'm trying to pick my words wisely here. Some of the uh, so, some of the struggles, we'll say struggles that the space tends to have uh, nowadays. Um, I would say for me, being able to be a representative, like my name is good in the space, right? Um, one because I'm not young. So, like, there's just certain benefits that I have that other people made mistakes because they were young physically and young in the faith. Um, 
I sat down for a couple of years and let God work on me before I even came to the Christian hip hop space. And I was 32 when, 32 or 33, when, when people got to know me uh, in, in, in Christian hip hop. I believe that, you know, it's been a transition from like real urban street music ministry. Because if you look at secular hip hop, urban street music controls it, right? When you look at Christian hip hop, it's almost as if people who make urban street ministry music we get almost ostracized and blackballed and they are, they're going for the safer route. Uh, it could possibly be because some of the mistakes that happened in the past or it's just, you know, people aren't sure and people want something that looks safe and appealing for their children and their youth groups. But I would say that, you know, the people that the Lord used the most have always been the most troubled in their past because it proved his power. And I'm hoping that me and a few other people, what we're doing and what God has called us to do in the season is turning people back to people who can relate to people at a higher level. Because, you know, people, there are certain struggles like, if you got raped, you know, there are certain things that I can only tell you hypothetically that I don't understand because I've never been raped. But then if there's a person who has been raped, they can speak to you in depth about how to overcome, what it took. I understand the feeling. These are the stages that I've went through. What stage are you actually in right now? You know what I mean? And there, there are people who might not even be in the streets but they are fascinated with the streets or just they dealt with loss because somebody from the streets has done something to them and you know we all share emotions we all share the same emotional internal result to suffering right sadness fear anger rejection all these different things no matter what life you live we have a commonality in emotions. And so, you know, I, I would just hope that the space doesn't reject people who can help people. Yeah. Again, this is a time where I want to make sure I, I, I choose these words as wisely as possible. But I want to put a a bit of a challenge of us, you know, that are that are part of the space. Because you, you talked about it earlier um, when you look at just kind of the social climate in America over these last few years, right? And how, just how at the forefront, a lot of situations like this become, right? And right now, I would, I don't know if I would say that your situation is at the forefront, but man, it should be at the forefront for the space, I feel like. Because whenever we see these other uh, incidents that get, you know, this, this national media coverage, right? There are, you know, that's a conversation and that's, uh, that's, that's people within Christian hip hop speaking out, man. And, and that's fine. That's great. I'm not knocking that at all. But right now, 
those situations that we've always talked about, we got one right here in our midst. And I want to challenge us to make sure that the energy we've kept that we've had for these other situations, we bring here and support what's going on for you, man. Like, like, how do you feel just kind of when you think about what you've seen in other situations and then you look at your own, you know, is there, is there like concern there? Like, like, how, like how, how do I get the same kind of support or, or what's that like? I never thought about it until you said it. And what, what, what popped in my head based on the, the picture you painted and then the question you asked based on the picture was, okay, you go so hard for the people in the world and the injustices and the things that, that they have. But what are you going to do for one of your own? You know, people are, you see people and you hear them, they're, they're on the internet and they're saying this is wrong in the world and police brutality. And, you know, I, I can't compare myself and what I'm going through to people who have been shot and stabbed and choked and, you know, and all these different things and actually went to jail for all these years by the police, right? Um, but one, we have an opportunity to help our families, and two, the support can possibly stop it from becoming one of those situations that ends bad. And so, you know, the, the space is very finicky. Uh, Christian hip hop always respects the platform and the, they respect the platform more than the power and the spirit of God. So this is why you get um, more artists who make positive music in the name of Christ, but, you know, can't really deal with demons and can't defeat the enemy. And they've made a good change in our life, but they're, they're not moving in the authority that we read about in Paul. But the people who do typically don't get the, the shine because it's about the platform and entertainment. And Christian hip-hop is the bastard child of the church and hip-hop. And, and you know, we, so you have church issues and hip-hop issues in Christian hip-hop. And so, you know, part of that culture is being part of pop culture, what's popular, what's going on. So I get why, you know, more people in the church are talking about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and why they say they didn't agree with him when, you know, we're not supposed to repay no man even to But I get why because of the space and the culture. And I would just say, man, this is just, I'm part of God proving where people's hearts are. Just like he proved where people's hearts are, were and are with Corona with the coronavirus and the pandemic, like, you know, a lot of people just quit going to church, even after the church opened back up and they fell off because their relationship was with the fellowship at the building and it wasn't with the will and the power of God. You know, God uses situations to prove to you who he is, who he already knows. And so I, I just believe that. And I don't, I don't feel like anybody's obligated to support me or to share. I don't feel like anybody's obligated to sow a seed uh, or even pray. It will be a benefit 
to, to me and to the body if they did because you know whatever I can add to the body I add to the body so because I'm a part of the body the Bible says you know what one rejoices one suffers we all should be the same um I, I don't feel obligated I don't feel slighted uh by people if they don't you know the people who are close to me and know of the situation they have shown support whether a little or a lot and just the fact that you show support and you care i respect it yeah man i, well, I don't feel slighted well i think i think we definitely need to we definitely need to at the very least pray I mean, that, 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 that seems like the easiest thing we could do, right? Um, so, so let me ask you this. I mean, um, obviously without going into any details that you cannot, like, like where are we at now? Like what, what's, what's laying ahead? What are you looking at here in the immediate future that we need to be praying about consistently in support of the situation? Um, pray for the finances just to, 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 it takes money to prove your innocence. Um, pray that, you know, the truth comes out and that the will of God be done. Like, that's really it. You know what I mean? Um, in the midst of all this, spending all this money, these thousands of dollars, you know, the economy has went crazy. Inflation is at all-time high. And, you know, my bills haven't stopped. And... I have to pay these things because if I'm not here, what are my wife and kids going to do? You know, uh, that's on the natural aspect. On the spiritual side, just that the will of God is done, that people get to see his glory, um, and that the truth comes out, man. And, you know, it's, 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 and this is all about justice and truth. You know, we say that this is the legal system, and there were some illegal things done. We say that it's the justice system and the justice department, but it was some unjust things done. And so just pray for justice and that, that people get to see God in it. Yeah, man. And, and for people that want to tap in and, and, and really, you know, show you, you know, that, that support that you can, you know, kind of like really see, you know, I, I know that there's a uh, GoFundMe account that's set up for this, right? Um, and and that's I, I know that's not, you know, why you came on here. You're not trying to push it, but I want you to share that information with the listeners, so the ones that feel led to do so are able to go and support in that way as well. Um, I guess the easiest way for people to find a GoFundMe would be to search it up with my name. Go on GoFundMe and search. Um, and my name is Jamar Vincent. It's spelled J-E-M-A-R-R Vincent, V-I-N-C-E-N-T. Uh, if you go search so for me with that name, it'll pull up and then you can find everything out. Uh, I have a short link that I can say to the people if they have the opportunity to write it down or anything. The GoFundMe link is gofund.me forward slash nine D C zero E D six three. And, uh, you know, if, if you're, this thing is going to cost me about $20,000. I don't want to make it about money, but money is a part of what's going on. Uh, this thing is going to cost me about $20,000. So 
Uh, if you can donate, do that. I also have a thing that I'm doing right now called uh, Features for My Freedom, where I'm doing features at a discounted rate. If you don't feel led to donate and you just don't want to just give and not get something in return, man, I will use my gift in the platform that God has given me. So if you would like to do a feature, you can always DM me. Um, all social media, it'll be hurt RPH. Um, or you could email RPH booking team at gmail.com and I'm doing as many features uh, I usually knock my features out within a 24 hour period um, and they still come in a high standard by the grace of God and uh, yeah man if, if, if you don't want to do that man run the streaming numbers up purchase the album um, and again prayer and spreading the word can do because you know everybody might not be in a position to be honest, really get a prayer up to God. Now, I don't hear everybody's prayers, even people who come in his name, right? The Bible talks about that. Um, everybody might not be in a position to sow a seed, but you might be able to tell somebody who has a, uh, who is righteous, the, the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail much. You might know a righteous man. You might know someone who is in need of a feature and would like to so and help in that way you might know someone who is just like well here i have thirty dollars i have five dollars who wants to sow you might know someone who can help in any way so just because you might not be able to do something or you might feel that you you don't have the ability to do it you can spread the word and, and that word of mouth might get to somebody who can't help yeah man and, and i'll make sure that we have the the GoFundMe link in the show notes as well, guys. So make sure you, you go and click, go and click that link there. Support. I know you mentioned, you know, going and not just streaming the album, but going and buying the album. And like, where, where do people buy the album? Like, what's the best places? Oh, man. Uh, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, you can go all to, to the digital streaming platforms. You know, I tell people all the time, man, that, that the artist people don't understand it. It costs me more to make one song than it costs someone to buy an album. And I, I get it as a fan, you know, you pay your monthly subscription or you don't pay. You just go on YouTube and hear it for free or you go on Instagram, Instagram Spotify and hear it for free. Or you pay your, your $10, $15 monthly subscription. But, you know, we as artists, we get less than a penny per stream. And so if we're not getting millions and millions and millions of streams, it doesn't really do anything. And so if you really want to support, because there's a difference between a fan and a supporter. If you're truly a supporter, and this is bigger than me, just any artist that you support in the space, um, purchase the album and then stream after you purchase it. You know, we, 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 the majority of us spend a lot of money to go help people on the road, praying for people, uh, doing things coming out of our pocket to do the will of God. There are some people who are in this thing for entertainment, but there are a lot of people who are in this thing really for the heart of ministry and work full-time jobs and, you know, spend time away from their families to help people. And, you know, if you really, really want to support it, just, just buy and then straight. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, I do want to ask because I'm, I'm sure even in the midst of everything that's going on, you know, you still have stuff that's happening as far as like on the artistry side of it as well, man. Like, like what's what's going on there, man? Like, what's up next for you as far as just your music? 
Uh, I I have. I'm already focusing on my next project. Uh, I'm coming together with this group project, man, and we're going to we're going to put together some real uh, real heavy lyrical spitters. And we're going to try to bring that element of Christian hip-hop back, man. I, I feel like that part of what we do is a lost art. So I, I got with some brothers, man. I, I, I can't let the cat out the bag and name their names. But we've assembled Voltron, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> For the kids. All right. We've assembled, assembled Voltron, man. I, I got some, some very, very great, talented men of God that uh, are going to be honest be put together so we don't do that um i'm in the, about to try to put a tour together uh for this project again parts of the proceeds are going to go to my defense fund um and you know if you want to book the tour again email rph booking team at gmail.com or contact 951-888-0203 um and shoot some videos for this project man i'm, I'm trying to get all these legal fees and everything out the way and start to shoot some visuals and do the typical thing that you would do with a project. I'm actually about to put together a sermon series for the project because it's so theologically deep. There's so much revelation, secrets and mysteries that have been revealed. Um, and people have been asking me like, man, this is amazing. I know it's God, God's speaking to me, but can you teach it? Can you, can you break it down for me? And so I'm in the process of putting that together. That'll probably be the first thing you see coming up. And so that's really it, man. Um, and, and, and trying to, trying to multiply what God has done, what he said. That's, that's really where I'm at right now. Trying to multiply. Yeah, man. And, um, man, I, I don't want to get out of here before giving you a chance to plug. Is there just anything as far as just royal priesthood is concerned that you need to share with us? I know you got what, just a messenger on there. Uh, I was watching some of, some of your guys' videos the other day, actually. And, and that dude is a, that dude's a beast too, man. You guys have got some good stuff going on, man. Is, is there anything happening with royal priesthood that you need to talk about? Uh, I mean, everything is royal priesthood that, if, if either one of us is doing, um, I would say, man, just go check out the YouTube, youtube.com backslash RPH experience or just search RPH experience on YouTube. Um, you can support the clothing line. It is, uh, righteous society apparel.com and you can support there. Um, I also run a screen printing company. So if you want your apparel printed, if you need some printing done, man, you can. Email me at rph, uh, printhouse at gmail.com. Um, and just know that God is moving, man. The most important thing is God is moving. The remnant is rising. We are going into the, the millennial reign and the judgment of the church and the world is about to happen. And we just need to make sure that we are in the place that God has truly called us to be and not and our own interpretation and perception of what the word says. And just to be led, man, that, that's where rural priesthood is moving. Uh, moving to, to the place where we're looking to rise the remnant, to, um, to correct and heal the church. You know, there's a lot of times where we go out and we do these, these, these ministry events and these different things and we direct people 
to churches that are systematically broken based on a lack of proper theology and the spirit of God at the level that it needs to be. And so, you know, going out to reach the lost, but also to build up, edify, and strengthen those who are found. And that's just really what I want people to know about what we're doing. Uh, we believe in the fivefold ministry, the apostolic glory of God, that the apostles and the prophets are those who are the foundation of the church, who are meant to run the church, and that the secrets and the mysteries of God are the highest level of understanding of his will, and that grace was given to the holy apostles and prophets, like Paul said. And that uh, we just return it back to the order. We're getting away from what, what the Nicene Council and Catholicism kind of did and getting back to the order that God had ordained before the foundation of the world. Dude, I, I'm going to say this. On the music side of stuff, man, I'm excited you know, for, for what's coming and being able to support you know, anything that you guys have rolling out royal priesthood wise on the you know on the, on the legal side of stuff man i'm just gonna say this i'm i'm really looking forward to the time and, and i'm gonna believe that it's gonna come soon man that um we here at 520 get to share the news that hey you know despite the cra- this crazy situation the truth was found and now we get to celebrate Right, we we um, you know be be looking forward on you using this situation to impact others for the kingdom, man. And uh, we want we want to come alongside you on that journey. So uh, you know, keep keep us updated on the situation, man. You know, um, and, and what we can, whatever we can do, and and how we can share it. Uh, you know. We, we got you, man. We got you. You know, <laughs> appreciate it, man. And I, I would love to come back and be able to tell the whole story. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know I, I've been doing a few interviews and it's like fighting with your head side behind your back. You just, you can't say everything. You got to make sure that you tiptoe properly because of legalities. But, you know, the whole story is a lot crazier. <laughs> than what I'm allowed to say. So one day I, I want to come back and just share the whole story and give the whole testimony and, and, and you know, give God the fullness of his glory. Yeah, man. And hey, the the, the door is open for that. Uh, you know, uh, it's not a, uh, a matter of if that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, man. And, and we're waiting uh, patiently for that. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll be here and we'll be ready whenever you're able to just truly open up on it, man. Hurt, I, I appreciate you coming onto the platform, coming onto the Beyond the DMs podcast, and just sharing what you're going through right now with us, man, and, and allowing us to just be a part of this this journey in some way, man. Uh, we're we're going to keep you lifted, and you know we're, we're going to be paying close attention to what's going on. Um, Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Anything else that you'd like to throw out there before we wrap things up? I know I want to be uh, conscious of your time. Oh, uh, man, just I love everybody, man. I, I love you with the love of Christ. I appreciate the love and support, man. And, and just make sure that God first. Um, you're going through something. Everybody's going through something right now. There's, there's nobody on earth, whether they're serving God or not serving God, that's not going through something. And, you know, what you're going through is not meant to destroy you. It's meant to build you. What you're going through is meant 
to bring the harvest. Like I said before, you can't have a harvest without the rain, without the storm. So the, 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 the difficult time has to come to water the ground. And, you know, the Bible says that your ground is your heart or your soul. So your soul has to be hit with these difficulties so that the seed of God can manifest something in your life. And this, this seed can open and get rooted and it can bring a stalk and that stalk turns into a branch and a tree and then it'll bear the fruit of God in your life. And just trust them, man. It, it, it doesn't always feel good. It don't always feel good. It don't always sound good. But you know what? God is always good and he's always in control. And Job could be the richest man and lose his family and all his business in one day. And while he was in the middle of dealing with one loss, somebody come back and say, well, hey, uh, on top of that, all your kids are dead. And he can trust God in the midst of that and even go through the little difficulties he went through, man. Who are we to not be able to do it? The same spirit that rose Yeshua from the dead is in us. And so, man, trust it. Trust it. Trust God. Love God. I love you. And uh, I'm honest enough and open enough to live in front of people. Um, you know, I lost my father two years ago on my birthday. And I shared that with people. I shared it with people so that they can know I'm you. We, we go through the same, same emotions. Circumstances are different, but we come to the same emotions. And if I can have victory over my circumstances, so can you. And I'm only doing it because of God. Yeah, man, for sure. Guys, go support the album. Again, it is the map. Go hit that GoFundMe link. Uh, go, go send just some words of encouragement in the DM to hurt, man. Uh, this isn't, you know, d- despite the, the confidence and, and despite the belief, you know, we're, we're, we're still humans in all this. And, 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 th- and those words, man, those words help, uh, of encouragement, man. Uh, so go, go and do that for us. Uh, shout out to Hurt for joining us on Beyond the DMs here on 520 Collective. Uh, again, shout out to our sponsor. Nectar Distro, Track Stars, that's the fam over there. Go to 520collect.com slash Nectar. And I want to make sure to give a special shout out to my guy Lank for putting together the new theme song for Beyond the DMs. He did a fantastic job. Go check him out as well. Um, and thank you for tuning in to this episode. We will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>